Might be. Is, is it a is it a remake? Puffs. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have uh, the John Carpenter? Remake? So we uh yeah, but it's like we just watched uh, Amber Cord. Shut up. Okay, now talk. So and Mary, let's go. Uh, I'm A. Let's go around this way. David Stewart. A B. Seb. Ronan. Mary Kay. Oh, hey, Mary Kay. Mary Kay is our special guest, and Ronan is our sit-in guest. Soon to be special guest. Also good. special, though. We have two <laughs> types of guests. Special. We have two types of guests. What are sit-in is special. Is it okay with you? What are the sure. two types of guests, David? Stop. <laughs> uh, so what are, the, what are the two genders, David? Stop. Shut up. <laughs> You're the worst. Uh, Mary Kay, you've got to get up on the mic just like this. Yes, that's perfect. It's yeah, a learned skill. It took me a couple episodes. If you're touching the puff, that's fine. Okay. Yes. There perfect. we that's go. Exactly <laughs> that's exactly how many? That was a windup. How many? <laughs> how many homies touch the puff okay. in the first like two minutes of Amarcord? Uh, dozens. They were grabbing <laughs> puffs out of the air for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Dozens so. of yeah. puff grabbers. Amarcord, <laughs> Fellini, uh, seventy-three puffs about. Um, yeah. What did we think? Wet certified. Certifiably wet. The Does someone explain to Mary Kay about wet and dry movies? You're leaving it up to me. Yeah, you can't close your mouth for more than two seconds, so let's get a <laughs> yabber jabbing now. Wow. <laughs> I'm Shots fired. Wow. <laughs> but a yabber jabber is not explaining what. Okay. Oh, wow. So, Mary Kay, a good the, the, movie yeah. is. The wet dry paradigm, uh, I think, can be. I think it's more of an intuitive thing that we all just sort of understand as a result of a. Uh, a like a by example and by non-example type of deal, as Ao once phrased it. Oh yeah, and it's um you know a wet movie is something that's unhinged that has a sort of um, unrestrained off the rails type of energy. It's a movie that incites a reaction in you that uh, that makes you feel wet. Um, that makes you feel a part of. That makes you feel that uh, you can identify with the characters' foibles. Um, Oh, you know, yeah. I, I can just um, stop you there. Uh, <laughs> the um, you Thanks, so the, the the pinnacle of the uh, of a movie that you would call wet would be any of uh, mostly or Lowe's holidays. Oh, okay, yeah. got any, that. Any Monkle is like okay, all the way that. at the top of the scale. All right. Yeah. What was the word you just said? Mongol. Mongol. a really dry Monsi movie. Mongol. Is that? Uh, this goes on forever. Playtime, Mononcle. Oh, Playtime is so wet. Yeah. So that, the old brain, Mr. Ulo's Holiday. Yeah. So he appears in four of Tati's movies, including Playtime, and it's there. Are those your favorite movies? David, you like Playtime? Well, I have. Yeah. I've been a huge fan of Mr. Ulo's Holiday for decades. Mm-hmm. So yes. Decades, decades in the game. Of yeah. Wetness. Those are definitely wet for sure. Okay, decades and so dry <laughs> would be. Um, Bridge of Spies. We're going to have to watch Bridge, Bridge of Spies. Spies. <laughs> I mean, we might, That's always yeah. getting brought up. Just the level set dryness. Yeah. yeah our, our sort of, our, yeah, our, our sort of like paragon of dryness are like the late career Spielbergs that are sort of like history okay. movies, American history movies. Bridge of Spies, uh, The Post. But Lincoln. National Treasure is really wet to me. It's self-aggrandizing without having a real... Uh, Recognition of how stupid you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, or just saccharin, right? It's or really just, saccharin. Anyway. Uh, okay, I think I have it. And so, uh, yeah. Fantastic Italy. Uh, Do the listeners deserve a little bit more backstory about Amacord? Yeah, hook us up. 
Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought this on yourself. I'm not yeah. zooted yet. I'm sorry, guys. So this is free. Uh, this is fascist Italy, or the lead up to. Yeah, this is 1930s. Yeah, 1930s fascist Italy. Mussolini's in power. Um, you're looking. It doesn't have a protagonist at any point in the movie. It's just you kind of follow a family loosely, but you're really just following a year in in the town, which is what did we figure out it was called Podesta. Podesta is yeah. not a real town. Yeah. But it's uh, he grew up in Romini, and it seemed like kind of like that because that's on the Adriatic. It's sort of oh, like a okay. fictional town a on the outskirts of Romini. Something. Yeah. yeah. And so you just see town characters, history. You have a little bit of backstory from a weird narrator slash uh, whatever he does. I think <laughs> Amarcord I think Amarcord is really like like the word is like in remembrance or something. So it's like Fellini remembering his childhood. And he uses the family to like describe family. He uses the family that we sort of follow to witness family scenes that he would remember. And then mostly it's just town folk being townies. Are there more townies in Amarcord than there are in uh, Mystic Pizza? Yes. 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 <laughs> By far. Like their townie levels have been turned all the way up and there are no Yaleys or like no. there's, there's the prince. The fascists are the worst but they. Yeah. The fascists are the Yaleys. Yeah. The fascists yeah. That's are the That's a good Yaleys. point. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. The fascists yeah. are the Yaleys. Yeah you missed the scene with the prince uh, <laughs> who is basically yeah just like a fascist aristocratic Yaley. Oh god. Uh, what's a Yaley? Oh, oh sorry we watched Mystic Pizza right. a couple yeah. weeks ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yaley's are people that go to Yale, and this is... Yaley boy. Ye- just Yaley a tan boys. jacket, yeah. popped up, yeah. blonde wave, yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. no job, driving on a spare. Sure. Uh, dri- driving his Porsche on a spare. <laughs> taking Julia Roberts to the summer house. My no, dad's summer house. That's a failed house. out Yaley, Roberts. Right? That's the one I'm talking about. He's yeah. a fail son Yaley. He's a fail yeah. son yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not the like weird predator babysitting Green River Killer. Yeah, but we're using Yaley as like a placeholder for class, like person above, real dry, real boring kind of thing. Fascists and Yaley's going the same. They're grouped together. Uh, So let's talk about the family. It's a good place to start, right? Um, Note I got down here: when your father says, "I'll massacre you, you (laughs) hooligan." (laughs) Yeah, I think that kind of the first time we're introduced to the family is during this dinner scene, where basically everything pops up. Oh my god! And everybody, the um, levels of frustration with which these family members uh, interact—they they provoke trouble in each other. <laughs> it's not discernible at all what they're angry about, though. <laughs> yeah, never, never once in the movie. No, because it's just built—it's frustration built up over life, just like day-to-day living and frustration to each other that explodes at the dinner table. Yeah, I mean, the dad comes home and everyone's got a long face. <laughs> He wakes up at 4 a.m. Everyone's got such a long face. What's the deal? But um, I think part of the whole viewpoint of the movie is his remembrance of himself like the 15, 16-year-old son in the family. So how he's perceiving everybody to behave and what their um, mood and attitude is, I think, is also seen through the... Yeah, Fifteen-year-old eyes. Yeah. So, like, maybe they weren't actually yelling quite that much, or maybe not every single thing was actually a threat, but the memory was. Yeah, I think I wrote down when your father's on edge. I, I don't know whether he was always on edge. It was just that Tita always made him on edge. Yeah, well, <laughs> it stands or, out. Or yeah. that's all, all he remembers. Sudden, yeah, all of a sudden he's <laughs> always on edge. Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, uh, his mother's like dying words to him essentially are like quit hassling your father (laughs) (laughs) he works really hard and he's on edge (laughs) yeah when when you just make somebody in your imagination on edge all the time I have 
a story from that that so that first dinner scene brought back a memory that is could be pseudo I guess it might be traumatic when, but I also think it's funny in this context <laughs> <laughs> which it's the best is, mix yeah <laughs> Personal so me, funny trauma. Yeah. <laughs> me and my brother funny, right? perpetually fighting at the dinner table. Uh, lots of family dynamics that were pretty unhealthy. I have like a, there was like a woman that raised me and uh, was there and she reminded me so much of the father figure and the mother figure. And there's a lot of like bad memories, but there's one in particular where we're having, we're having lunch, me and my brother fighting for no reason. And she completely uh, just cracks and takes a Coke, bo- a glass Coke bottle that she's drinking on the table and smashes it on the ground, full, wow. like a full bottle, smashes it on the ground <laughs> oh, and, and explains how she's going to kill herself if we don't stop fighting and bickering. <laughs> yeah, so that was one of the father's strategies in this yeah. movie is yeah, to, uh, extreme threats. Is to, yeah, to, to coerce his family members into doing what he wants and stop misbehaving. He just threatens to kill himself, which seems like an odd way of uh, trying to you know, persuade. It was sensical to me. People. It made sense. Yeah. I was like, that. it works for yeah. s- short it's, bursts. It's, you're doing yourself no favors. Nice here, play. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, as an actual plan, less meaningful, but as like an expression of like, here's where I'm at right now, it's kind of like a, here's where I'm at well, right y- now. <laughs> yeah, so in that scene where the father Fair. threatens to massacre Tita, he also, uh, he and his wife do a sort of they they trade blows in suicide threats. <laughs> yeah. It was so great because she starts off and she's just like, I'll kill all of you. I'll put strychnine in the soup. But first, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. That is that is the order. Yeah, exactly. That's the order you got to go she's, in. She's wound up. She doesn't even have her, her fucking comings and goings straight. <laughs> the strychnine in the soup was so good. She, yeah, she's just like shaking the pot in front of them. Just like, this is the pot where the strychnine and then, goes. And then, yeah, and then the scene ends with the father falling off the table and 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 dragging the uh yeah dragging the uh the, um what do you call it <laughs> what do you what do you the call tablecloth babe the tablecloth yes. yeah baby yeah you know Pulling i'm too zooted i can't he tries to pull a magic words. trick but fails yeah and the uh who was the who was the other adult at the, the table was that like the uh, uncle. Cousin, uh, the, the uncle the uncle it's yeah, his, and his he, brother he, or the, the wife's yeah, yeah, the pessimist with, he's always who's, shaking who's, his head and no no, no the there were two there's the guy with the hairnet and then the dude with the perfectly oh, cocked yeah. hat and the just yeah, yeah that's the dad whistle grandpa yeah he's the dad grandpa's type oh okay or something the short guy the grandpa who was always talking about you know, having sex in whatever years and, you know, until you were 90 or whatever. He was, 107. <laughs> yes, so he was the, yeah, I don't know if it was whose daddy was, but him and the uncle who never hardly said anything, they were just ready for the tablecloth because they just lifted their plates as, yeah. as the tablecloth went. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, so they, this was was not a yeah first, they could see it yeah. playing out. No first out. circus then. <laughs> <laughs> When it's your first circus, <laughs> when it's your 175th circus. Well, yeah, that's what you said afterwards. You're like, I get a sense that they've uh, they've had this type of dinner a few times before. <laughs> oh, yeah. At one point, the mom did say that she it was a good day for her to become a widow. I think she said it to her <laughs> husband. So, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, is that a familiar sentiment? <laughs> Not always vocalized. Um, <laughs> What else do we got here? Anything more about the... F- I mean, God. Like, yeah. He pulls He pulls the I just going to kill myself to solve this problem in all sorts of situations. Like when they check out his brother from the mental uh, hospital and take him on a day out. And he just gets up into the tree and he's just screaming, I want a woman. Yeah. That's one of the threats to get the guy out of the tree. Was like, get out of there! I'll kill myself. Well, they <laughs> like, tell I'm throw he, myself down the well. He tells <laughs> yes. he tells his like the coach driver to go to the hospital and get him before I throw myself down the well. 
You gotta really make tight. it happen. Yeah, you gotta. It's gotta. You gotta get it to happen somehow. I mean, it's just scene. a. It's a really. It's just a surefire way of getting things from people and getting <laughs> things done. How, I mean, how many times has it worked for you? I mean, it's it happens on a regular basis at like at work or something or internship. Oh, oh, to so, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, how many times have I said that? Yeah, to get yeah, something yeah done? come on. For sure, I've said it a few times. To get something for sure. <laughs> 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 Not recently. I don't think. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> when was the last time that I threatened to kill myself to get something yeah. from somebody? It's exactly yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the question. Yeah. Yeah. In in the top of a tree. <laughs> I don't know. Well, David thinks I was going to. It's really do... dark. It's really dark. I was definitively going to do that in that middle school. Out? It's a dry out. Yeah, you're going to get dry out. <laughs> <laughs> Sev already knows. Or a wet up. I mean, the question They is... said it so often, though, you just you kind of wonder if they were even listening to themselves or they were just the phrases yeah, they used. Yeah, it was like used. a turn of phrase. It was, it was muscle memory at, <laughs> yeah. at, at a certain point. <laughs> Impulse control. It becomes normalized at some point. Yeah. And but it's funny that the thought that it was like a, the me- remembrance of an adult as a child, because that's what I, my memories are a lot. Like a lot, I have a lot of those memories of just like, now I'm like, if I look at them as a doll, I'm like, that is terrible and children shouldn't experience that. Mm-hmm. But if you normalize it enough and just do it enough, you're just like, you like, she would get so angry and threaten suicide or just get so hysterical and you're just like, and you're just a kid and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you wait for it to pass and you just go out the back door and leave for the night. That's my experience, yeah. yeah. I had this exact same experience. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so much of the movie is just like young brain kids being unregulated and like having no control over their impulses. And then the rest of the movie is just adults having the same exact experience. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's tight to me. <laughs> I mean, but it's interesting in the midst of all of that memory and what, one of the things I was meaning to say about memory is as a kid, if you experience that, totally agree, you shouldn't have to, but the stuff that wasn't that way isn't in your memory. So it's not kind of like uh, in a looking back, it's not spaced out, you know, with yeah. more neutral stuff in between. Mm-hmm. But the other thing he obviously keyed in with his dad was the the scary move of putting the gramophone in the church tower when the Nazis were in town. You know, I mean, so here here's this angry man, dad, who was doing all this stuff, but he also did this kind of out there anti-fascist thing. Was, was it for right, sure? He was an anti-fascist. Was it for yeah. sure him that that put the uh, gramophone up there? I think so. I missed that me. part. I was getting burgers. AOF to get burgers. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a subversive move at a time of like high fascism when everything was being. Yeah, and he was he in the as a character in the movie was mostly characterized as this angry guy that was popping off all the time, overreacting to everything and blaming everybody for everything. And then he somehow left that day. And that I think that's when she made the widow comment. And he was taking this gramophone up to the church tower to play the old Italian song that was not the fascist anthem. So then all the Nazis came out or whatever the... And completely overreacted. And was shooting just randomly around the square until they shot the gramophone out of the yeah. church God. tower. Yeah, there was there, there was about 10 of them just blasting off at the gramophone in the, in the, in the tower. Young brain technique. <laughs> yeah, and then they were extremely proud after they nailed it and, and it toppled off the bell tower. Um, how about that young brain fantasy uh, wedding with a giant uh, talking Mussolini head made out of flowers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. 
I was, yeah, it was that, beautiful. That scene, and this might be a little bit dry, but I thought it was kind of funny. It was it reminded me of that connection between like fascism and suppressed sexual desire. Oh yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> just like watching this, I'm like, holy shit! It, like it really like so. I mean, it's reflective to our life today, but so much of it was just like that, like innate desire and how fascism will lead, like, was is your ticket to that or any kind of authoritarianism. Pasolini, that's the guy who was stabbed. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Who made Salo, which is just the the apotheosis of that exact thing you're talking about. Yeah. But, and and on the other hand, the the antifa, they're just. They're just utter sexual Shipping deviants. Day, well, that's yeah. at least that's the perception that we all we lay onto them. That's the perception that we uh, encourage. Yeah, ascribe <laughs> and uh, subscribe to that fantasy. Did I say that we lay onto them. <laughs> that fantasy though happened um, like very soon after the group fap too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a key young brain fap. moment. When you go from the group fab to a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you do a group fab before the wedding. When you're group fab and thinking about weddings, right? So when, who was blinking the headlights? That was just the <laughs> the over joke. I was about to give like an exact explanation, that was, that not was catch a, the joke. That was well, a cin- cinematic yeah, flourish. Yeah, the driver would be because <laughs> that was very uh, that scene was golden. <laughs> That was yeah, that was unbelievable. They're all leaned back. The yeah, talking to each other about well, who just telling each other, like prompting each really other what to think about. Moment. Yeah, can you believe how dark that would be if we did that and we were talking to each other about who we were thinking about? Yeah. Well, it would be dark <laughs> given the current context where like pornography and like images like that are widely available. I think it would be dark given that well, we're all like twenty nine to that too. Years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm focusing. On, I'm focusing on the just like all of us reporting about people we know. Like yeah. <laughs> really dark. But, and then, would it be and problematic? Then, and then getting like possessive over like which one is it weird I'm that saying, I would? That's what I'm it. saying. I would think of it as very bonding I mean, in a sense. That is what happened in the movie. Personally, Dave. I find it bonding. Don't, wouldn't you? <laughs> Don't look at me that closely. Personally, in the I want to get a little closer to that. No. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that links up to the 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 old brain, young brain, uh, the priest. First of all, extremely negligent. Like, uh, <laughs> taking confession while scolding a sad bald man who can't light a candle or whatever or put flowers away. Yeah, that was my second Lousy, favorite part of the uh, movie. flower arranger up there on the altar. Yeah. yeah. yeah Isn't that the worst? He's had, like, 60 years Just to figure worst. it out, and he still could not get White a handle flowers, on it. yellow flowers. <laughs> Just the obsession with aesthetics over, like, actual meaningful religious practice. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's a Fellini uh, theme for sure. <laughs> like that end scene in Roma. Oh, oh yeah. Just the, just the transient nature of... Anyway. Well, I think <laughs> in, the, it, in that time in Italy that, you know, putting the experience with the fascists and the experience with the church up next to each other and how... Was it the same, different, or yeah. Yeah, whatever? Just, you know, it sort of rules... Rules bound. And the dad is orthodoxy. Opposed. Yeah, and the dad kind of has the moment in the funeral where the son's like, hey, you're supposed to be doing this. And he's just like, ugh. He's My like, wife just died. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I put like uh, on the list like the incompatibility of like f- uh, fascist disciplinary attitudes and just young brain and hysteria. <laughs> and yet all of the fascists appear to be totally just like totally disheveled and disorganized <laughs> as is the rest of the town. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a it's a thin line. <laughs> yeah. Um the uh quickly before we move on uh the the priests uh declaring that who was it Saint Luigi? Saint Luigi, yeah. yeah. Saint yeah. Luigi be ashamed weeps you. when you touch yourself. That was the only question he had for all the boys is are you touching yourself? Yeah. And then one of them was just like let 
Saint Luigi weep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's ha- all good to me. <laughs> how about the homie with the the bags under his eyes, and the no. priest the priest is just like, oh yeah, you're you're fat, and I see bo- those bags under your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> That's right. He's body shaming. Staying up late. <laughs> he was he was lighting him up and roasting him. <laughs> he was a lot of pe- a lot of people getting roasted in this movie. I mean, it's nonstop. <laughs> I mean, the movie itself is just nonstop and ceaseless. And that's part of what's so wet about it. Just had, numbskulls. This is a. I there was a movie. The moment in the movie where they're in the classroom and then they make like the makeshift uh, tube. Jesus Christ! To, oh like, my that was my okay, so that was my straight favorite. up, when I was a kid, I was yeah. ten years old, and I climbed up onto the roof of a cart barn, so like where you keep all the golf carts at a country club. And there was an open window, and there were PVC pipes up on the on the roof, and we took a PVC pipe, put it through the window, and then we took turns peeing into the PVC pipe into the cart <laughs> barn. <laughs> Which I was like, how? Got like, I just, him. When I realized it's such a, like a normal, like uh, when I was looking at it on the screen, I was like, oh, this is like an a, obvious opportunity. Yeah, it's just like kids, <laughs> unin- like unhinged kids, like uninhibited, doing whatever they want. Yeah. So the kid up in the the front of the class presenting, or was that like a, a substitute teacher or something? No, no, no. no, 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 no. It was, the kid, was the, the kid with the heavy bags. Oh, it was the kid with the bags. Yeah. yeah. And then the teacher who was the so fascist, Mr. Fapalot. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Young <laughs> Master Fat Master. And then the the lion, Master the, Fab Carbonieri. Yeah, the math teacher. The one, yeah, the, the one where the priest was like, you know, you think about her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> her, the look on her face, which is, and then it cuts to her, and it's one of the most like piercing, just like terrifying looks that a person can have on <laughs> facial expression. <laughs> yeah, brutal. But I think that the fact that it went through a year, puffball to puffball. Oh yeah. Yeah, hmm. and then there was also um, the historian who would just sort of randomly pop up, randomly pop up and um, give a little history of the town, and that there, for me, that was like, okay, the fascists come and go, and these other things come and go, and this thing has been going on forever. You know that this stuff is. That's the transient stuff. Yeah. yeah, and and like unlike with fascism, there's like the the history is totally malleable yeah. and unfixed. So like a lot of his uh, historical sort of monologues are th- are just stories that like unreliable sources in the town have told him. Mm-hmm. Like that one homie who's talking about the uh, emir coming into town with his thirty concubine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, and at the end of the story, he's just like, well, granted, this dude is totally untrustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> But I did see them walk into the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but anyway, I just, I thought that seasonality thing and the history thing were part of, you know, the bigger story, the longer story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking to that, uh, at least in the beginning of the movie, there were like a few obvious like age old tales that were being told, like archetypal experiences, but they were really Fellini'd out, you know, <laughs> like everybody in the room were like, oh, yeah, I know that story, you know, but it was definitely like really wet and really like hysterical stuff. That, and so like, you know, every year the like Fellini's saying like these age old tales happen, people get married, people come by, all this stuff, but it's like just completely unraveled. Carl, Carl Youngbrain over here. <laughs> Carl Youngbrain. The, uh, the well, I mean, even like, even the, even like the sort of like really symbolic, even like the scenes in the movie that are like quieter okay. and don't involve like a ton of homie shenanigans, like the peacock just arriving in the town square on so like that money. snow, and just that really brief snowy shot of the peacock literally peacocking in the middle of town, and everybody's just sort of like reverentially taking it in. It's like 
even that moment is so Fellini'd out because it's literally a peacock. <laughs> you know? It's just the, like... Their, their moment of like, um, <laughs> what is it? Um, basically a sign from God, right? Yeah. Or like yeah. a... a um, like a, a Buddhist direct apprehension of reality, but for them, it's just seeing a peacock <laughs> <laughs> in the town square fountain. There's, uh, there's actually a number of moments that I noticed in that movie where there's groups of people in the town all looking at one thing and like pointing, like when they're all looking at the ship and they're like pointing at the ship or they're all looking oh, at yeah. the peacock or all the, they're all looking at the, the mound in the beginning and it's on fire. They're all looking at the motorcyclist. They're all looking at the tree. Town. <laughs> they're like, yeah, these like crazy, um, I don't know. They're all like kind of moments of God for Fellini or something. That boat moment, yeah. profound. What a what a just completely inexplicable, like ridiculous Italian thing to do. <laughs> 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 We're gonna get in the boat. We're gonna look at a bigger boat. <laughs> We're gonna see the boat and give it our respects. And everybody's waving. Yeah. <laughs> and the Virgil's even waving. He's like, "This is what we do. <laughs> we wave at the bigger boats." There's zero response from the bigger boat. Zero acknowledgement. The maniac. <laughs> Old brain is well, like, they, no like, one knows where they're going. Yeah. They all know where they're going. Like, yeah. Look at a big boat. It's like in the dead of night, too. Yeah, they <laughs> waited all night for it. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah, they're, was... they're all passed out, and the one kid is just like, there's the boat. Yeah. <laughs> the boat is like the the, <laughs> the Italian army building a sh- like a ship to fight the war in, correct? Like, that's the. No, it's a ship to showboat in. I think it was an American, like, cru- like uh, cruise liner. Ocean liner. Yeah. yeah it came a, from America. A grand old. Yeah, I don't know, but why would they have had it there? Well, maybe it was before the war, so it could have been in It kind of looked like the Titanic. I don't know. Yeah, in that class for sure. Um, To get back to what you were saying, Seb, uh, the tale's as old as time. So when when you see your tip and she's tipping on someone else and disparaging you. First heartbreak. Yeah. Can't even help it. Yeah, heartbroken from a distance. Yeah, Yeah, that's one of the first scenes in the movie is just that that poor kid's reaction. The chubby, curly-haired kid. Yeah. I was on a camping trip uh, recently, and one of the uh, my girlfriend's younger sister, uh, she's like in her early twenties. She's very pretty, all this sort of stuff. But there was a kid there uh, who must have been at least like ten or eleven years old, and he was uncontrollably obsessed with her Oof. and like couldn't stop himself and we all knew it was just like a tale as old as time everyone knew he was like he's gonna get his heart broken and like he just was following her around and everything that she was doing oh, he yeah. was doing too and all this sort of oh, stuff fuck totally rem- yeah he didn't even know what was going on like he didn't oh yeah well know, look i mean lizard brain at 10 years old and even at 29 blinds you oh. and disorients you yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, do yeah. things you don't realize you're doing yeah. you're like copying and mimicking yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but at, you're at like 12 years old it's powerful yeah it's oh, so yeah. powerful yeah so how did it end especially wait, you, it was camping yeah we are that's prime time yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing yeah, summer exactly. camp yeah. it's just you're you're fucked yeah. there's nothing you can you're do. you're you're out of your element <laughs> and then you're really out of your element every cultural cue tells you that this is the time that it will happen too yeah Right. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was super funny because everybody knew. They're like, oh, man, I remember my first time or whatever, you know? <laughs> man, when you're the last to know, yeah. you're yeah. tipping like an insane person and you're the last to find <laughs> exactly. out. You're always the last to find out when you're <laughs> exactly. in that, at that were, level. Were you the last to find out, <laughs> David? <laughs> Dave, how many times yeah. have you been the last to find out? A I just lot. don't know what to say to you anymore. <laughs> Stop. Can we talk about it? No. Come on. You, you need to get involved here, man. Then there's the, there's the other end of the spectrum, 
which was when the grandfather was lost in the fog and he didn't know where he was, but he was right in front of his house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect old brain. Oh, yeah. God. It's like, where are the trees, the houses, the wine? Up yours. Yeah. He's like, I'm Nothing. lost. Where is my house? The guy's like, it's right in front of you. <laughs> his, his like grandson comes out of the house. And he's, he's like, what? Where are you going? His grandson's like, I'm going to school. Bye. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, those trees in that scene really made me feel some type of way, though. Oh, uh, ship it. All right. Oh, yeah. Hold up. Should we do last Save. thoughts on Amacord? Mm, no, we're coming back. We're coming back. Oh, yeah, we have two parts. And we're back. Reno, Car- Reno Carboni. Reno Carboni. He did this, the costume, the costumes for this? Uh, I'm not sure if that's true, he, but he, he was in the opening credits. He was one of the stars of the opening credits. Did you get Carbonied? Yeah, I felt... I've my inner uh, Mr. Forty Percent Carboni came out. <laughs> no, it's Mr. Forty Percent uh, uh, Carbon Carboni Carboni A whopping forty percent Carboni a whopping. <laughs> Not a day go by that I don't think about that forty percent. <laughs> Thank God we got those in. I'm so glad. <laughs> uh, uh, we had to rehash those jokes. I mean, so, we didn't record them the first time. <laughs> So what's preferable, a group fash or a group fab? <laughs> group fab. I'm totally <laughs> down for In fact, I fab. believe that a group fab is the antidote to group fash. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Wait, what's your argument there? I, what I said earlier when about referring to like fascism as like taking people's sexual energy and re, uh, rerouting, it. rerouting it towards like love of a dictator and like country. But if you just let, you just let them have a group fab... What is the what's the uh, the anti-fash version of uh, of God, family, and country? Fap, fap weed and pizza. <laughs> fap homies and tips and tattoos. And high fives. <laughs> fap homies and tattoos. <laughs> Get my bras off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of fits in this film. A lot of uh, august presences. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of grotesque faces. Yeah, a lot. In a mean way, but he just really the casting was unreal. A yeah, of, a lot of hand gestures. I mean, he he purposefully chose chose <laughs> actors that look like caricatures of real people. Yeah, the teachers. The scene where you where they go through all the different faculty members at the school is so unbelievable. It's so maddening because you can't tell who's who and what subjects they're teaching. They're just all rambling about nothing. <laughs> the one the one homie who's who's doing the ripper and not letting the ash fall and just holding it oh, vertically. Yeah. And then the kid uh, disrupts his ripper smoke he and he freaks, freaks out. out. <laughs> well, the kid is so mad about a bad grade that he slams the table and is just like, damn it, can't you give me a better grade? Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the ash just falls onto the homie's stomach. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> backhand wave? Yeah, the backhand wave. It's not clear who that guy is or what his role in the town is, but it, it seems just based on his, uh, his demeanor that he has an important position of influence. He um, certainly acts like it. Yeah, yeah. He's the movie theater owner. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is, right? Okay. Which I think was interesting that that was like he was a celebrity in the town. Oh yeah, and especially talking about like Fellini's memory of a childhood. Like that character would obviously yeah. be a celebrity to him at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you grow up to make movies, you can uh, make the movie homies in your movies as cool as you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, also he was like the conduit for them to see. Um, Gary Cooper and all those 
you know, screen stars. So like, oh, oh right. yeah, I'm bringing that in next week. Or, oh, you know, yeah. it was like the, the conduit to the bigger world. So yeah, right. yeah, he was the gateway. He was when the gateway movies homie. were the gateway. Mm-hmm. Now the internet's the gateway. We're all better True. off for it. To to memes on Facebook in the morning over cup. That's what sub guilty. <laughs> <laughs> guilty as charged. Um, Still do it. Oh yeah, Gradishka got married to Gary Cooper. <laughs> to her Gary Cooper. To her Gary Cooper, yeah. Yeah. Personal Gary Cooper. <laughs> Yeah. Should we talk about Gradishki for a bit? Just her role in the like, Gradishki. She's the you ultimate. You just made her sound more Italian. Gradishki. Greenalini Dishki. Yeah, I mean Grindalini. she's she's the queen, right? The reigning matri- matriarch tip. Yeah, <laughs> ultimate tip. Yeah, town tip. Yeah, town tip. That was how I perceived her. I didn't know that she had any royal tea. How about the scene where she she's she's yeah, she by did. herself in the movie theater doing rippers? The and the boy s- the comes in. The smoke is very dramatically just portrayed. Just like an asshole. Yeah. And uh, and Tita comes in and is like is doing a very slow <laughs> move moving of seats to to right next to her. Oh then, God! Well, as I've, as <laughs> were you looking for something? I just <laughs> yeah. sat there like an asshole. <laughs> as I've read, the story is actually about Tita, not about Gradishki, and mm-hmm. so it's like Gradishka. Gradishka. <laughs> but like that scene is very much about her, and so it's like I, I think it's just funny because there's just the two of them, and it's like from one perspective, it's about a boy like trying to become a man in some sort of way, and then from another perspective, it's about this woman being all powerful, and it's like kind of a funny like dichotomy in my opinion. Yeah, she know. she power moves him for sure. Yeah. after he tries to pull a power move, can we talk about that one power move in the tobacconist shop? Yes, he goes again for another power move. <laughs> yeah, another becomes ser- a victim of his own power move. <laughs> yeah, another series in in the the long series of like just lizard brain traumas that he experiences <laughs> over the course of Does the movie. Does that scene deserve a more a thorough description? Yeah, I mean the the, the, the tobacconist. Uh, is closing up and he he ducks under the almost closed door under the pretext of wanting a cigarette. She tells him we're closed. He insists on coming in. He says, I can pick you up. Yeah. She just shuts the door. She's like, all right. She's, yeah, I mean, she's, <laughs> she's not a tiny tip. <laughs> no, she's a full-sized woman. Robust, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easily 200 pounds. Three times. Yeah, yeah. Like, he wants to do it once, and then I think he impresses himself, and he's like, she's going to like it if I pick her up again. But he's just, like, soaking wet by the end of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, I mean, he was wet going into that experience, but he was really wet afterwards. Well, what's crazy is, like, you know, she gives him a little bit afterwards. She's like, here you go, and he does it wrong, and then she's like, okay, now you're done. Get out. And he's, like, so traumatized by, like... What does he do wrong? Oh, he's he blows blowing yeah. on the nipples. He blows instead of, instead of sucks, and then and he just goes, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. She tries to instruct him. He's overwhelmed. He's exhausted. I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> not at all. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's that old-timey ailment, uh, ailment that people used to come consumption? down with? Consumption. It looked like he had came down with consumption after that. Yeah, he's bedridden <laughs> and feverish and pale right after that scene. Yeah. That would be tuberculosis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Probably didn't come down did with that, but yeah, he, he was tra- <laughs> clearly traumatized. Yeah. Well, what did he have? Do you think was he just in shock? He wasn't tubercular. No, he wasn't tubercular. <laughs> he didn't I've have renal failure. No, he had um, 
I mean, he's just uh, beside himself with yeah. his... Beside, absolutely beside himself. Have you ever just yeah. worked out a little too hard? Mm-hmm. And just got consumption? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a day or so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the prognosis for consumption? No. <laughs> Particularly not then. Well, I, f- I just feel like in a lot of like old Russian literature, just like 80% of the characters have consumption. And they did. And that's what I... <laughs> and they did. And they did. Wait, is consumption tuberculosis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like yeah. the old term for it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 40 rippers a day and a bottle of vodka Does a day. Do you have consumption? Every night when I lay down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just drink so much cup and does so many rippers that you just cough blood. Stop. Okay, handkerchief. stop. <laughs> Too <laughs> real. To stop. Too real. Um, I'm trying to quit. How many perfect tilts to the hat were there in this movie? Well, Gr- Gradishka has a unbelievable oh, tilt yes. in every scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 180. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was so perfectly tilted and just uh, glued to her head that I started, at some point in the movie, I started to imagine that she just had a massive bald spot under there and it made me enjoy every scene. <laughs> <way more. laughs> well, there's that... That's there's a that, homie thought. <laughs> there's that one scene where she's like trying to actually woo this... Um, this man and so she's the like, fascist prince. prince yeah the fascist prince and she's uh, like trying to get his attention all this stuff she's removing garments but she doesn't remove the hat and she gets into the bed she gets into the bed and her slip and naked. hat yeah slip and hat hat's on though C- completely 180 yeah it's so perfect are you ever so wrapped up in the moment that you just keep your hat on in a situation like that uh yeah I would uh, yeah I mean honestly I would have bet $75 <laughs> that it's Higher than zero. Yeah, <laughs> that's tight. I think uh, is that tight? <laughs> really? Is, that's why I don't. What's wear hats. worse? Oh, whoa, dude! So- what? Socks still on or a hat? I was gonna on? say maybe not the hat, but the socks have been on. Yeah, that's that's seems more disrespectful. I feel like it just looks less. It uh, looks goofier. Yeah, it looks sure. goofier. <laughs> so Gradishka kept the hat on so that he wouldn't see the bald spot. Yeah, yeah. 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 She has a secret. That's, that's a clever move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they had all the uh, all those hairnet situations. There's a lot of hairnet situations. situations. <laughs> what was the deal with the hairnets at night? I didn't understand it that. It seemed like they think they were supposed to wear something on their head at night. I got a note or, that just says Seb in a hairnet. <laughs> or um, I don't wear hairnets. I mean, the, the uncle could have been doing it to keep his hair in place, I guess. Oh, so you yeah. You have to do it every day? Oh, you just don't want to sleep it's, on it. It's because right? they're all dreaming of cooking marinara. That's just what Italians dream of. <laughs> it's like a dream catcher? <laughs> no, it's just catching the hair so it doesn't get in the marinara. <laughs> <laughs> the grandpa had one of those great hats that said that was too small. Yeah, right? the grandpa had a subtle tilt. Yeah, his, his, the grandpa's hat set up on his head. God, yeah. he was like a wax statue. He was so dialed in with the hat too. Oh yeah, well just he the had hamburger face. Yeah, he, yeah, he had like the burgundy corduroy hat, the burgundy corduroy suit and vest, <laughs> and the burgundy and, skin, and the and the, bur- <laughs> the burgundy nose for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, mega then, and then he was, and then we were we were admiring his ability to just keep the the big cigar in his the mouth the entire cigar. scene, which is like such a such an advanced level of of ripping that you got to respect it. I mean, he's. I've tried it before, you know, like where it, you try and smoke the. Yeah, ripper like and burns your eye. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make some real bizarre faces for sure. Yeah, when you're 45 years in the game, every single one of those nerve endings is burnt off, yeah. so you can just <laughs> like do it with impunity. Yeah. It's like what Sue, when you were doing so many rippers that your finger was just like burnt. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Discolored. Yeah, it was yeah. discolored and yeah. burnt. Yeah, I know I'm doing. That bad. was when I first met you. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is a. Uh, 
This is a homie we got on. I saw a guy here. last night who was in his 60s, probably like smoked for the last 50 years, and he had an all-white beard except for the section right above his nose was brown from cigarette smoke. Oof. And I was like, that's my future. <laughs> most, and I really most, got uh, distraught. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's never a mind. disturbing most what? Never mind. Most never mind. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, never mind. Most people so, never mind. Uh, so what about that guy with the uh, with the silver swoop? I mean, you guys know more about him than I do because I was out getting burgers. There's not a lot to say about him. He, he just blew appeared. my mind. Yeah, I'll put it that just, way. He's just, yeah, I guess he's just like one of a, 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 a million entire Mr. cast of characters that are Mr. Somebody's mm-hmm. and yeah. mind-blowingly uh, begging for attention. I had a deep applause. appreciation for how average he looked, but yeah, in the context of the movie, he was one of the best-looking people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that was not a very handsome cast, and I really appreciated it. Yeah, there was some grotesquery. Yeah. For young Matt Damon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Young Matt Damon was, Tita. The, was the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tita. Tita. Uh, yeah. Uh, that guy's chops were um, razor sharp, just shooting down the side of his face. The fucking... And the skunk, 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 skunk tail. Top. Yeah, the skunk tail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Skunky. It was so contained, <laughs> though, because the rest was hair. Like, it looked purposeful, you know. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it wasn't on accident. Your ass. <laughs> Whoa. Damn, sub's coming Sorry, at me. I mean, it's a spicy <laughs> subject. Uh, uh, marvelous enthusiasm makes us young and old at the same time. Oh yeah, that's what the uh, that's what that woman was saying during the, f- uh, the during the fash march. Fash ideology is just so filled with just unbelievably tense paradoxes and contradictions that are celebrated. Yeah. What do you do with without any awareness or self reflection? You hail a peacock. You you hail the peacock to drive the fascists out of town. I feel like that was not the messaging that you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you got from that's that. That's mine. No. That's my interpretation. So yeah, yeah that was a, that was a great line. What's a kid gang in the plaza? Oh, the best. Oh yeah. No, I was just that was something I wrote down. Um, because there was that inter- introductory scene in the plaza where you're getting to meet all the characters. And then, uh, you you know, the kid gang is one of the many characters. And then you get a chance after the um, school scene, you have another shot of the plaza. And this time you kind of get, like, a better sense of them. And they're doing all kinds of, like, weird young brain shit. Like, uh, they're all staring at asses at one point and it's like made known to the viewer and they're like doing these like ass shots and then there's another time where they're pressing their noses up against the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's, it was... Yeah, but it's just like some old guy sitting in an empty office space or something. Cursing Contempla- to himself. He's yeah. contemplating cursing. murdering them. Too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says if I killed them, it'd be murder, so I can't well, do it. Event- <laughs> I mean, eventually he bolts for the door and they bolt off and he just throws some uh, ambiguous object at them. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a deep appreciation for those scenes. I, I mean, it just me makes too. me, I really appreciate the idea of like, and I don't think it happens that much today, like where kids are just so, there's just nothing to contain or occupy kids' time. So they just, just sort of the stout, town gang of yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. And they're, Hooligans. You know, now what are they doing? Oh, but they're also just part of the fabric of things, right? Yeah. Right. Like whoever happens to be in that age range right now in this town, that's who's there. Yeah, exactly. They're filling in the spots. Yeah. Spaces Their in turn. Between. Yeah. Just, uh, what's it? What's the word? Un- unsupervised children all palling around get into a lot of funny trouble. Yeah, but I I liked it because like it's so Italian with the plaza and everybody's hanging out in the plaza together, and so um, it's not like they're off in some sort of sketchy 
part of the town or whatever. Everybody's hanging out in the town and they're just being, you know, unsupervised. And so, like, you get a chance to see what that's like. Yeah, and I mean, like, each generation is, like, interwoven into the fabric of the town. Yeah, yeah, in, in such a, like, a seamless way, which I feel like is a distinct deal to places like Italy and... Now, they're kind of supervised because everybody knows who they are, right? Yeah, Yeah, they're contained within the plaza. Right, they're part of the community. They couldn't get too out of line, as opposed to now, where everyone's just atomized with their iPads, plants versus zombies, (laughs) (laughs) driving everywhere, and there's no town square. Anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah, there's no place where everybody can go to just collectively promenade and showboat. Well, that's what I've got. Promenades get everyone out. <laughs> Where uh, this looks like your handwriting. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when I was when I was living in Spain. <laughs> the promenade scene. When I was living in Spain, studying abroad there, uh, I lived in a small city that had uh, a. It had it had like a wide street where that led to the cathedral and the town square, and um, it's actually a misconception that during siesta everybody like goes and takes a nap. They everybody would just they like get, lounge about. Everybody just lounges about in the town square yeah, and everybody puts on too. their best outfits. So everybody is super fitted and uh yeah, there's like there's the intergenerational um mix up and whirlpool and everybody's promenading and uh and everybody's doing like the Nicolas Cage point and <laughs> point and showboat and um and socialize, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful deal to witness. Is that happening every day? Oh, yeah, every day. So that if, every day. if, if you don't really show out, you're going to get a sh- another shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're sick because, you know, uh, you're dealing with lizard brain trauma and you're, you're convalescing in bed, you'll, you'll be able to come back tomorrow. Seb, have you ever uh, tried to get a fit off and it didn't quite go well, but you knew you'd get another shot soon? Yeah, that was like when I was growing up. Can't win them all, but basically, yeah. Our version of the mall, yeah. the promenade. You gotta take your shots. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a good I gotta point. go for it. God, I was at South Center for the first time in I don't know how many years going to the Apple Store, and it was, I forgot. I forgot that people still think of malls as like the promenade. Yeah. I saw some people wearing some crazy outfits <laughs> to go to the mall. Just show about. Yeah. I mean, I used to, every Friday night, we'd go to the mall where I lived. And I remember there was a time where I bought, uh, I guess it's a Cuban hat. Or uh, one of those like uh, Caribbean sombreros, like kind of like mid brim. I'm not giving the right word, and someone else should correct me. But I bought one of those as I a like 16 year old, and I was wearing it. I was showboating, wearing that around. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. <laughs> do, you, do you still have that hat? I wish. No, I don't. Damn, that dried everyone out real quick. No, 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 no. That was great. I'm just. No, it was just so vulnerable. Yeah, I actually liked it a lot. I remember not being able to figure out how to do the mall thing i remember going and being like people love coming here and hanging out and i come here and it just there's just like nothing to do here yeah you didn't you wouldn't just do like a perpetual round of the free samples and just get a full meal out of it no in fact the whole free sample thing just drives me fucking insane yeah i know you hate the free sample hunters at costco (laughs) i just hate the people that say things like oh costco you could have a whole dinner on the free samples. Sometimes <laughs> I just go there and I eat all the free samples and I'm full and I'm just like, no, first of all, no, you didn't. Second of all, if you did try, you couldn't. Third of all, Well, let me tell you, at, at, at Beachwood Mall, you can do that. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, or at least uh, back update, in the day. It was called the Panama hat. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Panamanians. Doing Panamanians. Panama hats are a Mr. Somebody type of move. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're going to get to the age where you're back in a Panama hat. I, I, I might be at that age right now, moving back to sunny California. I, mean, I might start wearing a I Panama think, hat. I think once you get like the purple leathery skin, you'll be able to pull off a Panama hat like really nicely. A Panama hat with uh, clip-on sunglasses. You'll be ready to go. <laughs> Some rainbow sandals. No, no sandals. <laughs> Boat shoes only. Boat shoes. Um, yeah. All right, I got anarchist neckerchief here. Excuse me? Who wrote that down? The uh, anarchist neckerchief? Yeah. The one where he's isn't where he's being interviewed by, by the fascist. Yeah. Fascist. He's like, is that a is that a tie you're wearing or an anarchist neckerchief? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they make him drink castor oil. Yeah. I missed that part. That was the part that made everyone sad. Yeah. So it it is it is pretty depressing because like the the dad is uh, I mean he's basically just like coerced into drinking castor oil and then. Uh, gets dragged back to his house by his wife and is just being taken care of in the bathtub but presumably he's just like taking a huge shit in the in the bathroom and it smells terrible and Tita just runs in and is just like god it smells terrible in here <laughs> which is such a that that was a genius scene because there is in, yeah. in that moment Fellini did something where like you this kind of like carnival feeling gets like brought down cuz you're like oh yeah Italy was a fascist country for a lot of years and this person who was resisted that or against that was, I mean, in, in a sense, tortured. And he comes back and then uh, comedy and sadness of it all gets brought up in one scene where he's like, his wife is carry washing him because he shit himself after being forced to drink castor oil. But then, yeah, and then he gets up and chases his son out of the bathroom and yells at him. And it's like... And he yells despite, at whoever ratted him out. Yeah, and despite... Um, yeah, dis despite being just, yeah, essentially tortured by the fascists, like, they they were not able to remove, like, the vitality in life from this, like, insane family that is, uh, is just popping off one trillion percent of the time. You know, I got something kind of dry uh, to mention, but I remember reading a short story about um, how after the, um, right after the fascists fell, like, there's this uh, short story about this one town where uh, they round up everybody who supported the fascists, and they stuff them into the church, and they burn the church down. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, the it was like like the um, the insanity was that brutal. So uh, yeah 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 yeah. Um, Seb, where you at? Oh, all right. Um, We're losing him as we speak. Yeah, he's no. wandering. Um, the first time uh, something in drink horse. I'm, I can't read this note. Maybe that's David. I got really wound up about uh, the little things that uh, Italian people put around their wine bottles. But that was the uh, that would be the first time a mule drove a horse. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. remind me of that line. What happened? That's well, the kid, the, the kid wanted to drive the the wagon out to the farm, wasn't it, or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He took the uncle out, the horse yeah. and buggy, and had a driver, and he kept saying, "Dad, let me drive, let me drive," and he said that would be the first time we let a mule drive a horse. <laughs> that was a great one-liner. Roasted. <laughs> yeah, I do miss he, those kind of like one-liners. Uh, that must be great if you have kids because you could just out with them and out and roast them all the time, and they rarely are going to come. Sometimes they'll come back at you, but. My dad used to do that to me all the time. Did you have any glorious moments, Ronan, as a kid where you were you were able to finally outwit your parents on a roast? I got it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I got it. My mom's pretty witty. <laughs> not really. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. 
<laughs> but when I was I was driving my dad's car recently, and I was listening to some weird I don't know what radio station it was. It was like AM one one five zero or something. Sure, and, yeah. And um, it was like this conspiracy theory radio show run by a psychic, and they're interviewing this guy. And this absolutely, guy, this guy starts talking about Elon Musk, and he has this line where it's like, "That man's so full of contradictions, he meets himself coming backwards again." Oh. <laughs> 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 that could have been uttered by the dad in in Amarcord for sure. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I think we're getting close to the end here. A wet bride is a lucky bride. That's the, how the movie kind of. That's the note the movie ends on. Yeah, cause that's yeah. There's a momentary uh, rain shower during the wedding the during Granishka's wedding. Like three seconds. Yeah. yeah. The snow is and so. That, that really moist. resonated with us as wet boys. You know, it's. Seemed fortuitous. Remember when fortuitous the, s- the snow was so moist it wouldn't stick? <laughs> and it was the year of the big snow. Yeah, was that a reference? Was the snow so so, so moist it wouldn't stick a reference to fascism? Mm. Quite likely. Because it snows. The it's fascism, big snow. They do come into town in the wintertime, right? Uh, before, but yeah, yeah. around that time. I think that there, is, and there is like a historical undertone to it all where it's like, this is things come and go and that we're going through this period, but it'll pass. And like maybe pro- possibly the reference of this snow is so moist it won't stick is a reference to fascism not lasting in Italy. Yeah, and then the, uh, the history guy um, said, and it happened in 1483 and 1692. In and, reference you know, to the yeah, snow. like so he had that long historical arc part of, let's think, you know. This isn't the first time thing, these things happen. That kind of thing. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah, history it's happening again itself, right like now. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the story has a bigger time frame than all the little things that are happening. Just the incidents through the year. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. not, and for, and they're not original either. Right. You, you know, they're just variations on a theme, basically. Uh, the town has a much more long form historical memory than than fascism, which is highly selective and distortive. But there have been other times where people rallied around different forms of, you know, totalitarianism. I mean, there's a thing where people seem to want to find a strict set of rules and then people get enthusiastic. I guess that's what patriotism is, right? Mm -hmm. Is this looking for a set of rules to make, to control life or something. But it has happened before in different guises than fascism. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's... That is one credit to Fellini um, and what makes him such an, an inter- interesting and incredible filmmaker is that he is able to create these like highly entertaining prismatic movies where there's just so much homie shit going on mm-hmm. and is possibly like the my favorite portrayer of homie shit mm-hmm. of any filmmaker. Um, and But then he's also t- able to, to bring out these themes that are really poignant and complex. Yeah. And um, man, that's the ultimate wetness right there is when you can, when you can get a, a homie that can do both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think he has like a real affection for the human condition. That's Certainly. what you can see is that trem- tremendous affection for the sloppiness of it and the, you know. The funeral and the circus. Yeah, the funeral, the circus, the, you know, kids with their n- nose on the window. I mean, they're doing these innocuous kid things and then, the you you know, dealing with the government crap and, you know, just all, but just the human condition of trying to yeah. deal with it all. Yeah, everybody, everybody has a role in the carnival mm-hmm. of sort of Fellini's worldview. Yeah. And and nobody's like comes out really heroic or admirable necessarily. Everybody's just sort of this 
multifaceted mix-up. Yeah, like the, the guy who sold was the street vendor who supposedly found his way into the concubines. <laughs> <laughs> the great storyteller of town. <laughs> Largely the great, fictional. The, the great untrustworthy, <laughs> uh, slippery storyteller. Yeah, with the goofy face. Like, yeah, you'd be the guy who'd get in there. <laughs> he, he, he does, he, when Granishka leaves town and leaves the void as the uh, number one matriarch, he's like the last person that's sort of focused on saying goodbye to her, doing like the lobster claw <laughs> double hand goodbye, <laughs> which... Was in was on brand for his character for sure. <laughs> Just mitts. <laughs> kind of the town jester. All right, so let's get our final verdicts going this way. That's witness, a witness rating for me. That's a ten out of ten wet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's all I got to say about it. I don't have any figurative comparisons. It's just like it's every it's everything and all things and. It's what 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 would we used to say? It's uh it's oh it's everything in the rest. It's everything in the rest. <laughs> yeah, that's figurative. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so that's my review of the movie. I Dude. love I I love that movie. Probably top two or three Fellini's top ten movies. It's great. Shit, ten out of ten. It was amazing. It was just the most. Um, yeah, it was, I, yeah. It's easy to go on and on about it. You should watch it. If you want to look at it, check it. Check out fascism. Check out towny stuff. What's the figurative expression for its wetness? It's moist snow. Yeah. Real moist it, snow. It just won't stick. It'll, I mean, and it won't stick. It'll slip right off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 10 out of 10. It's also my, like part of my favorite like trilogy of Fellini films mm-hmm. right there with like Roma and Clowns. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because it's the last one, but I think it's a good one to start with, those three. Figurative expression? Metaphor? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a, don't have a metaphor. All right, well, no worries. Um, I'm going to break ranks and call it a 9.5 out of 10 just because uh, I, just, I, I just prefer, like, Roma, probably. Um, I love I love Amarcord, but I feel like it's, uh, it's, um, it's just not my the first – it's not my top – I don't think it's my top three Fellines, to be honest. But um, regardless, uh, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, and I would rate it a um, – um, God, no one really gets splashed in the face. Oh, I would rate it, uh, you go, you're trying to go to the bathroom, but you just forget to open your, your fly. <laughs> and your whole fit gets wet, and you just go to the carriage and sit down. Oh, yeah. I'm really awful at rating things, because I think of everything separately, so I can't do that very well. I think it's, like, super rich. I haven't seen it for a long time until today, and there's just so much going on. There's so many interesting situations and people and characters that it would be uh, definitely worth seeing more than once. So uh, keep thinking of that an old hipping. Oh, Fred's there. (laughs) And this sort of like, there's the old phrase, we're we're all bozos on this bus. (laughs) And it was kind of like, okay, here's the town and all these characters and people are trying to figure things out or not trying to figure things out but you know it's just sort of like doesn't make it makes it really sort of affectionate and interesting but not like nobody's too stylized or uh, inappropriately revered (laughs) or anything (laughs) all right all right beautiful thank you